Welcome, everybody, and thank you so much for accepting our invitation for this Bible study and reflection for November 8th, 2023. Let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father and most merciful God, forgive us, please, for not being content when we are going through difficult times. Help us to always put our trust and our faith in you and your Son, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. So today we're going to talk a little bit about <clears throat> contentment and joy. Paul's letter to the Philippians was certainly a letter of contentment and joy. I would commend this letter to you for your reading, especially if you or anybody you might know is going through a difficult time in your life. And hopefully this will draw you, you'll draw strength from Paul's words to the Philippians, knowing that Paul was actually in prison and had suffered much distress. The main focus, as I said, is on Philippians today, the book of Philippians that Paul wrote. But I'd like to start with a verse from Romans that brings great comfort as well as contentment. Romans 8:28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. So Paul had experienced a number of beatings, stonings. He'd been shipwrecked several times imprisoned more than once, and yet he still had contentment and joy. And he'd even been called on the carpet, so to speak, by the other disciples, especially Peter. Where did Paul's contentment and joy come from? This kind of summarizes the book of Philippians. The church at Philippi ranked among Paul's favorites. This friendly and personal letter stresses that joy can be found in any situation. Paul delivers his own testimony on the meaning of his present life, encourages his readers, and instructs them on living in harmony with others and in obedience to God. And now our reading from Philippians. Philippians 4, verses 10 through 13. Here Paul is thanking them for their gifts. I rejoiced greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Now I'd like to share some commentary on those verses there that come from a book titled Philippians for You, written by Stephen J. Lawson. And here is his commentary. As we consider Paul's words in these verses, as so often with this letter, 
we need to remember that his circumstances are anything but good. The, apostles, the apostle is imprisoned in Rome, chained to the elite guards who serve in Caesar's household. He is awaiting trial before Caesar with his own life at stake, confined under house arrest and unable to move about without freedom. As for any active man being shut up under house arrest in chains for two years must have made him feel like a caged lion held against his will. To make matters worse, the local pastors in Rome have become so envious of Paul's giftedness that they have resorted to a smear campaign against him. His reputation has come under attack as he is now held captive. To add insult to injury, he is forced to pay his own rent for his house arrest. You can read about that in Acts 28.30. When the church at Philippi received word of his desperate plight, they took up a gift to pay for Paul's imprisonment. Whatever could go wrong appears to have gone wrong for Paul. However, as Paul writes this letter, his words have the vibrant tone of a man sitting in a palace, not a prison. The apostle is not defeated in spirit, but instead he is triumphant, joyful man who rather than needing to be encouraged is lifting others up. Paul writes to express his gratitude for the generosity of the Philippians in ministering to his needs. Here is what it looks like for a believer to live above his circumstances and not under them. Paul is a man who is content despite his circumstances, rather than being crushed by them. Though his situation was extremely difficult, Paul was not discontent, discontented. It did not matter that he was a prisoner living in a small apartment, chained to a Roman soldier, subsisting on a sparse diet. None of that affected his contentment. He is rejoicing in his all-sufficient provision for him. He knows that God is causing all things to work together for good, even this imprisonment. Though life's affairs are always changing, the eternal purposes of God never change. Paul realizes that he is in chains by divine appointment, and because of that, he has every reason to rejoice. This joy that Paul is experiencing is not derived from this world, but comes from God. Joy comes down from above, from the throne of grace. Paul had always wanted to go to Rome and preach the gospel. He had just never envisioned that it would be under these circumstances. He has gone through arrest, trial, shipwreck, and now he's confined, sitting in prison. Nevertheless, he greatly rejoices. This is not simply a little joy that he has, but joy in abundant supply. Paul's attitude is an example to every Christian. Let us not be dependent upon our happenings for our joy, but rejoice in the Lord and be quick to see his hand at work for our good. And let us assume the best of our Christian brothers and sisters. All our joy comes from God. Our joy abounds in fellowship with his people. May we look to him, for there is not one drop of true joy to be found in this world. 
What Paul learned is what you and I must learn. Paul did not learn this sitting at the feet of Gamaliel, the rabbi who schooled him in Judaism. He did not learn this by receiving one of the greatest educations in that part of the known world. He did not learn this as a Pharisee of Pharisees. This is something that he had to learn in the school of discipleship with Christ. As experience reveals, this is usually learned not in times of prosperity, but adversity. This is a valuable lesson that Paul has learned and that we would do well to learn also. Imagine being able to say, I am content no matter what my circumstances are. I can get along with little and I know how to live with much. I am content whether I am full or hungry, wealthy or in great need. I can do all things through my Lord who strengthens me. Imagine being able to live like this. We can. We have all we need in Christ. No circumstance could ever arise that would be too much for Paul's God, and therefore no circumstance would ever beat Paul. This is important. Paul's God is our God. So when we like the contentment that Paul enjoyed and exemplified, it's not because we do not have what we need to enjoy it. It's because our eyes are on the wrong place. They are upon our circumstances instead of upon our Savior. In verse 12, Paul mentioned that he had learned the secret of being content. God had only one son without sin, but he had no sons without sorrow. You will know what it is to be hungry. You may know what it is to be full, but this is the secret which Paul has let us know. You have all you can ever need in Christ. And you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. As Timothy Keller would say, all you need is Jesus plus nothing else. Let us pray. Almighty and most merciful God, help us to meditate on your spirit-inspired words of Paul's in his letter to the Philippians. Grant us peace in knowing that the contentment Paul knew in and through Jesus Christ is available for us as well. We ask this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Go in peace, serve the Lord.